Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Sony police arrested a man who was trying to sell off-brand Viagra to a retirement community. I'm Tony Kornheiser. What do you think this means for my order? Am I still going to get it? You know, what? Tony, that wouldn't have sounded so scandalous when Viagra was first, you know, put out there because it was a cardiac medicine. It was for the heart. That's right. That's and then they started. discovered nope. this That's other right. purpose. Oops. Yeah. So yeah. what is he trying now to do? Huh? Now it's the biggest selling medicine yeah. in the whole world. I'm quite certain cool. about that. Yeah, welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Bears need a win. Joe Burrow believes the Bengals must win. And Booger McFarlane joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with baseball. All four playoff series resulted in sweeps, two by home teams, Minnesota over Toronto, Philadelphia over Miami, and two sweeps by road teams, Texas over Tampa Bay, Arizona over Milwaukee. Well, on which losing team should feel the worst? Tampa. I, to me, this isn't even close. I mean, Tony, I, and, and Milwaukee can feel a little eh. You know, they were at home, and they were starting game one against some rookie pitcher from Arizona, and they couldn't get that done, and they'd lose both games at home. But, Tony, I, I, I think you have to say Tampa. You win 99 games. You get the start that they got this season. People went crazy. Two weeks in, and you and I kept saying, hey, it's April. Shut up. You know, nothing's decided in April, but people don't listen to that. Now people get crazy and they start telling you they're the first team to do this since the. And it was all just hype and overstatement. People were overwrought. And it, it, I, look, it was unfair to Tampa on some level. But ultimately, they did go on to win 99 games and got popped. That's right. Got popped, Tony. That That was, I think, the biggest surprise. And again, I would go Arizona winning both games in Milwaukee second. I guess Toronto, you could say that's some of the surprise. The Twins taking it to them like that. Philly did what they're supposed to do. Supposed to do. I would have bet all the money I had in my pocket, you would have said Milwaukee. Because it's the division that you watch. Yes. And they're a Midwestern team, yes. which you believe automatically carries sainthood. And I believe that Milwaukee, which won 92 games, and had substantive leads yeah. in both games and then laid down like dogs. They should be embarrassed. I'm a little bit different than you. I can't decide between Toronto and Tampa Bay. But the reason is because I've been saying all year I thought the American League East was the best division by far in baseball. And now I fear for the Orioles. I am sort of amazed at Minnesota in this regard. They had lost 18 straight playoff games, Mike. I don't know how that's statistically possible. Because if you're a playoff team, by definition, you're a good team. I don't care how long this spans. 18 is just mind-blowing to me. But I agree with you on Tampa Bay. And I know there's nobody in the stands. And I know Ooh. nobody cares. Ooh. But they did win. They did win 99 Man. games. And they were the best team in baseball for the first three months. And so I am really surprised at that. I think we can both agree, though, with sweeps, we've sort of, Wash the riffraff out of the playoffs right now. We move now to tonight's football game here Do in the nation's capital. Ugh. Between, yes, between the 0-4 Chicago Bears and the surprisingly 2-2 two two Washington football team. Our emphasis here is on your Bears, who are now 3-18 in the Matt Eberflus era. 0-14 in their last 14. Wilbon, I'm going to go get a sandwich while you talk. Should Eberflus be coaching for his job tonight? Yeah, yeah, he should. And Tony, I, I say that sort of sheepishly. I, I, well, you and I have known enough coaches in all sports 
I mean, this, this is a livelihood. And there's some guys we may not like, but you still, they got families and these are their careers. And you don't want to, this is not sports talk radio. It isn't. We're not just sitting there saying, you know, get rid of this guy. No. And, and Chicago's my home, and I've, I've cheered for this team and followed all the coaches, all of the coaches since George Hallis, including the end of George Hallis. And there's some that I thought should be fired. Nagy was one of them after a 12-4 and four season. But Ibrahim Tony, they don't seem to have any grasp of what they've got, particularly offensively. What they've got, we saw potentially what they have, because when you set a club record and go 16 for 16 and then 23 for 24, don't tell me Justin Fields can't get this done. And then the other things in that game, other decisions, other calls, yeah, You've lost whatever you just said, 14 straight games. You lost to the Packers yep. at home to start the season. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't lose down to Tampa like you did. Yes, yes, he's on the hot seat. It's deservedly so. I might have fired him Monday. I might have fired him after the game against Denver. I really might have. So I think it's common belief in Washington here that Ron Rivera is coaching for his job this season. Okay. But I think Ibraflus is on the clock tonight. Yeah. I think if they lose, they should probably make a change the tomorrow. mini-buy, mini-buy. Mike, they are, they are bereft of coaching. Didn't their defensive coordinator yes. walk away Personal a couple reasons. of weeks ago? Yes. And now Ibraflus is doing that. Yeah. I don't think the offensive coordinator is getting the most out of Justin That's Fields' it. talent, no. whatever his talents may be. And – and I think because you have 10 days until the next game, a new guy can come in and do something. In fact, I think it actually could be a clean sweep, or as we say on this show, phone call for Jeff Saturday. And I also think, Mike, that, uh, that Justin Fields has to worry about and think about where he's going to be next year because it's not working. He's 0-12 yeah. in his last 12 starts, yeah. and if they finish last, they will take Caleb Williams, and they should. Tony, and they should. Tony, I, look, I, I, you know I'm conflicted about that. Anytime you bring up Caleb Williams I, I, and, you know, his roots here uh, and our, my familiarity with him and his family, but I want to see this work with Justin Fields, who I saw. I sat there in person Sunday at Soldier Field, and I saw this kid play great. He was lights out at 28-7. So I saw something that said to me, and Tony, you got a whole city full of people paying attention to this now, and they're all mostly saying the same thing. We saw Fields. What do you got? What are you putting him in position to do? What are you doing with the rest of this roster? You got receivers and runners and people now the line is still subpar. But Eberflus, I mean, it's, it's, it's on him now. He's got to shoulder the responsibility starting tonight. Joe Burrow believes his one in three Bengals face a must-win game Sunday against the Cardinals. Since he's injured, quarterback says he's feeling better and said yesterday, got to win, whatever it takes. Doesn't have to be pretty, but we have to come out with a win. Close quote. When asked directly whether he thinks this is a must-win game, Burrow said yes without hesitation. Tony, do you believe this is a must-win game for Cincinnati? It's hard for me to believe that in week five there is a must-win game. I mean, I just, you know, I don't want to get carried away here. I know if they lose, they would be one and four. But they're in a division with Pittsburgh and Cleveland, so I don't want to get carried away with how they would be sunk for the rest of the season. What I think is important, win or lose, is how daunting the next five games are in the Cincinnati schedule, Mike. Seattle at 49ers, Bills. Texans at Ravens, that sort of feels like it could go one and four. 
So if they lose this to go one and four, then you're looking at two and eight, and then you're done. So if the quarterback says it's a must-win game, maybe it is. And if it is a must-win game, then I like my chances against Arizona better than against a lot of teams. I don't think it's a walkover. Arizona beat Dallas. They're also one and three, and they lost to the Giants. So, yeah, I, I would take my chance with Arizona rather than four of the next five coming up. I think it's a must-win. And I think you hit on the reason, the, the biggest reason it's a must-win is because your star – your franchise player, your quarterback, your leader, a guy they believe in in that locker room. They believe in Joe Burrow, Joe Cool. Wrong time to have that new commercial out. But they believe in him, Tony. If he says it, he made it so. I hate the phrase, he spoke it into existence, but that's what he's done. He's put the pressure on that team. Now, I think there is a bigger agenda here. You got to keep Joe Burrow healthy. You got to get him into that stretch you just ran down closer yeah. to what we think of Joe Burrow being healthy. When he, he says his throwing isn't effective, where he can move in the pocket and, the, and take off occasionally and pick up a first down, because Joe Burrow is a hell of an athlete in addition Mike, to a hell of a passer. It, it, so I think if it he's is. On, if he's on one leg, Mike, no, they're not going to get they're not win eight nope. games. They're not going to win eight nope. games. And Agreed. what he said was, I feel better. He didn't say, I, I feel, feel good. Yeah. And I think that's a distinction we have to make. Let's take a break. Coming up. How are the Cowboys positioned to handle Christian McCaffrey? We're going to ask Booger McFarland. We'll also ask him what sort of test number one Georgia should expect from eh, Kentucky. It's not bad. I really like Burrow. I mean, to me, when Burrow's healthy, he's one yeah. step below Mahomes. Like, he's that high to me when he's healthy. He got to the Super Bowl. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly Hard Seltzer, part of Happy Hour. In a story we broke in our first segment, week five of the NFL season kicks off tonight, which makes it a perfect time for a visit from our great friend, ESPN NFL and college football analyst Booger McFarland in a Ryder Cup shirt. Let's start with this. We wondered, Mike and I wondered when we started the show, whether or not the Bears could fire Matt Eberflus if they lose tonight. But we're not players. You were on teams, I'm sure, where coaches were fired 
maybe not head coaches, but maybe them too. At what point do players know this has to be done? We got to make a change. Well, the, there are a couple of things ha- that happen. I, I remember when Tony Dungy got fired when I was in Tampa. Uh, when, when, when the noise starts to get too loud, you started reading articles from people that you trust in the media. You start hearing things in the building. And when those things start to come together, and also you have to realize, I think the biggest issue we talk about, guys, is when the head coach no longer can command the room, meaning the players inside that room are no longer listening to the head coach or motivated by the head coach. And let's face it, when you lose as many games as the Bears have lost in a row, like something's amiss. Something's going wrong in there. We understand you're trying to break in a young quarterback. We understand there are things going on. Now, with all that being said, I think Matt is a good coach. I hope they give Matt the gift of time so he can fix that situation. But we are in a a production-type business where you have to produce. And when you have zero uh, in the win column, at some point, I think the people upstairs are going to start to pay attention to that. We'll go to the marquee game of the week, Booger. Cowboys at Niners. The Cardinals had no answers for Christian McCaffrey last week, but the Cowboys defense is supposed to be a lot better. Do you think they're better enough positioned to handle McCaffrey and all that production he's been throwing out there? Yeah, Mike, I I think they are, but they're going to have to show up and do it. Like the most physical football team in the NFL is the San Francisco 49ers. So before we deal with the speed of Christian McCaffrey and the elusiveness of him, we first have to deal with the physicality of every player on this team, from the offensive line to check to Kittle, to all these guys that are going to come at you. And we haven't even gotten to that defense that's so physical. They almost remind me of your Bears back in the day. You talk about the monsters of the midway, Mike. This is what they are in San Francisco. They are a big physical football team that have a very innovative head coach who calls the plays and puts his players in great position. So to your point, does Dallas uh, have what it takes to get it done? Absolutely. They got to first stand up to the physicality. And then Micah Parsons has to have one of those Micah Parsons type games because when you're in these big games, your stars have to be stars. And he's definitely the biggest star on that defense. 49ers may prove to be a great team. We'll see how they play this week in college football. So we're going to pivot booger to get the other area where you an expert Number one, Georgia was tested by Auburn last week. Do you give Kentucky, currently ranked 20, any real chance at all in Athens this week? Yeah, I I give them a small chance. A better chance than me, you, or Tony going out and shooting even par. So I'm I'm, going to give them a chance because I know that Kentucky is is, is a very well-coached football team. I love what Mark Stoops has done there. They have a running back that can run the football. The offensive line is one of the better offensive lines in the country. And I I just love the poise and the moxie of their quarterback, Devin Leary. So do they have a chance? Absolutely. This is not the Georgia team we're used to seeing the last couple years that has been just dominant over college football. I think we've seen this Georgia team in some battles where you say, okay, well, they're still struggling with South Carolina. They're still struggling with Auburn. They're not a dominant football team. Now, can Kentucky go out and get it done? You still got to go out and, and, and deal with the physicality of the Bulldogs. And I got so much respect and admiration for Kirby Smart because he understands who he is. He understands how to win football games. He's never going to deviate from that. Should be a really good football game. Shooting par at my age with my skill yeah, level is happening. 90. That's a dream. It's 90. It's a fantasy that's my part. <laughs> We will get you out of here on this. We'll stay with college. Number 12, Oklahoma. Number three, Texas. Both unbeaten. They face each other in the last, for the last time as Big 12 schools. Who do you like in that one? 
I, I love Texas, and, and this is no disrespect to Oklahoma, but I, I think Texas is the best team in the country. They got the single best win in America, going to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa and dealing with the physicality of Alabama and beating Alabama by double, double digits at home. We all talk about their offense. A.D. Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, the quarterback, Quinn Ears, they're outstanding. But it's their defense for me that I think separates them. They're front seven. They got a couple of dudes up front that are built like me, uh, Worthy, uh, Sweat, Murphy, like those guys up front can absolutely get it done. I think they're the best team in America. Now, with that being said, you still have to go out and get 18 to 22-year-olds to play every Saturday. And I think that's the challenge that Coach Sarkeesian has. And I look forward to watching him do it in the Red River rivalry or whatever they're calling it now. Like, these things change names so much. Can we just call it a football game and be done with it? I liked Red River rivalry all those years. Well, what that's happened? Pretty good. The marketing people <laughs> don't like R. that too bad for them, Booger. Thank you, Booger, as always. Appreciate Great pleasure it. for us. Thank you. Anytime. Y'all have a good one, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, a Giants lineman walks back his blast at the yeah, team's fans. Nah, too late. Don't try to delete. Don't just live with it. USA Basketball gets some big news about its gold medal quest at the Paris Olympics. What do you say think yeah. they do? They think so. so. What do you think? Booger's got Texas as the best team. I, in the I can't listen. I'm gonna watch that game differently now, having heard Booger say that. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna look at this. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 34th birthday, Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs' tight end was first-team All-Pro for the fourth time last season. He was third in the NFL in receptions with 110, first among tight ends. He was eighth in receiving yardage with 1,338, first among tight ends. He was second in receiving touchdowns with 12, first among tight ends. Kelsey got his second Super Bowl ring, and in that Super Bowl, he had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. But that's not why we're doing his birthday. We're doing Travis Kelsey's birthday because whether he is actually dating Taylor Swift or not, she's going to games to see him, and she has put more eyeballs on the NFL than anybody ever. Who doesn't like seeing that shot of her next to Kelsey's mom? Come on. Tony, you know, this was the only show on the network that had not gone into pandering all week, and now we have. And I understand it, but the networks, it's his the networks and the NFL, I mean, it, it, it's a form of pandering. It is. And they, they went crazy. for I don't, listen, Taylor Swift is obviously maybe the greatest entertainer on earth today. I get it. Like, personally, I don't know. I couldn't name one of her songs. I couldn't. She's such a big deal that the, the networks have now just turned themselves over into becoming yes. Swifties. 
she is she actually is that big yeah, a deal and it's fun I to guess see so. happy anniversary brian hoyer on this day nine years ago the then cleveland quarterback led the largest road comeback in nfl history when the browns surged from 25 points down late in the first half to stun tennessee 29 28. since coming to the nfl as an undrafted free agent out of michigan state hoyer has started at quarterback for seven different teams second only to ryan fitzpatrick's nine Hoyer spent eight seasons in New England backing up Tom Brady, among others, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. Hoyer turns 38 next week. He's currently on the Raiders, backing up rookie Aiden O'Connell with Jimmy Garoppolo out. And over his career as a starter, Hoyer is 16-24, and 24, 53 touchdowns, 35 interceptions. The one-loss record is great, but the touchdowns-to-interception ratio is pretty good for a career backup. Yeah. And by the way, those old Browns uniforms, those are great. The stuff they're wearing Better now, than these. please, yeah, please, junk. just trash that stuff. Junk. Come on. Happy trails to Evan Neal, ripping Giant fans. The Giants' struggling right tackle on an offensive line that allowed 11 sacks to Seattle on Monday night has apologized for his intemperate comments about Giant fans booing the team. Yesterday, Neal told NJ.com, and I'm quoting here, "Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do?" flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere, unquote. Neil questioned whether those booing could be called real fans. But by last night, Neil was singing a different tune, writing on social media, quote, I am wrong for lashing out at the fans who are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I had no right to make light of anyone's job, and I deeply regret the things I said, unquote. Do you believe him? Well, he regrets saying it out loud, saying it publicly. Does he regret feeling that way? Eh, I have my doubts. I like the line about the lion and the sheep. Yeah. Just I, you know, rip them. Just rip them. Don't yeah. take it back. Don't delete it. You know, Let it stand. On the Come other on. hand, on the other hand, 11 sacks is horrendous. Bad. It's terrible. All right. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do the it. boy Joel Embiid has yeah. decided to play for the USA in next summer's Olympics. Is that significant? You always want Joel Embiid. But it doesn't mean all these guys are going to ride to the rescue and save the U.S. They're going to make it easy. And they're the Avengers. Stop all that hype. The United States men's basketball team is going to struggle to win gold in the Olympics next season. Get, get, Summer, get used to that. Bob Melvin will return as Padres manager. Manager, I'm sorry, makes sense? Well, he could have gone the way of Nevin and Showalter and Kapler and been fired. But their differential, Mike, was plus 104. I think. That's, That's pretty good. Yeah. Simone Biles and the U.S. team won gold at the World Championships. You're impressed, right? Now, that's the heavy favorite for next summer at the Olympics. Simone Biles on any team, particularly ours. Seventh straight world title. The NCAA cleared North Carolina transfer wide receiver Tez Walker to play based on new intel. Okay by you? And ranked 14th North Carolina against Syracuse this week. Maybe you can help them. Last one, Lionel Messi missed another game into Miami. Your team lost to your other team, Chicago Fire. Your thoughts quickly. Invincible when he plays, 1-3-2 and two when he does it. Eh, I'm just saying. Difference maker.